Okay, Gene, are you ready to be counted in? In Hebrew only. Ready in Chamesh, Arba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah! Hey, yeah, yeah, me! Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast! With Christina P. What up, homies? Thank you for downloading. Let's get some business out of the way. Mama is touring. I am going to Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco. I'm doing the Ice House in Pasadena March 7th. And then I head to uh, Miami Improv, the Addison Improv in Dallas, Texas, New York City at Caroline's, Des Moines, Iowa, the Funny Bone, and finally Canada, New Westminster, BC at the House of Comedy, Phoenix, Arizona, Cleveland, Ohio, San Antonio, Tejas ticket links at Christina P online. Also, hey, are you shopping on Amazon? Use a use your mom's house banner. Go to your mom's house podcast.com, click on the homepage, do your shopping as you normally would. There's like a little square there. It does a little kickbacky to the show. Great. Hi, I'm here. I'm resurrected. You would not believe, man. The last week I had was bonkers bananas. So we moved, we settled finally. In the midst of the move, my 18, now 19-month-old baby uh, had a, a, not only a cold, he's been having colds all month, got hand, foot, and mouth disease. If you don't know what that is, go ahead and Google that one, Nadav, so the audience can see. It's really... I think we Googled that on the last episode, did we? too. Yeah. It is disgusting. It, they, it, poor babies. It looks like they have... Um, What's that disease? Leprosy? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just a nightmare. So that poor baby was sick again. It's like he's been sick all month. We finally get to the house. Yeah, okay, thank you. That's enough. I got it. I'm going to throw up. And we settle in. Sunday night, I get a raging fever. Like, the kind, it was like dengue fever, where I'm like, this is it, dude. I am dying. I was sweating. I was cold and hot. It was nightmarish. I had... Uh, my throat felt like there was shards of glass in it anyways let me back that ass up (laughs) the reason I'm I'm not bringing this up so that you feel bad for me or that we talk about my it's not that there's this idea in the mom world about self-care and every time I hear the term mamas when people say mamas you need to do self-care I want to vomit in my own mouth. It fills me with rage because I, I, <laughs> I get that it's, um, I, I kind of get it, but I don't, is what I'm saying. I kind of get it, but I don't. And my friend Nakia, who's been on this show, she's a mother of four. She brought this up to me one day. She was over and she's like, I, that's self-care shit. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? This nonsense. Because mothers, especially a mother of four, like, there's no time for her to, uh, and, what, and they, what they always suggest in the self-care mom blog world is like, moms, just find like an hour a day where you can take a bubble bath and light candles. Moms, just do yoga at your house. Like, do, what are you talking about? There are days where the shit hits the fan so hard with your kids that there, it, there is not, there are not, there's no hour 
for you to go and hide and take a bubble bath and like have you time self self care um there's no lighting of candles because toddlers destroy candles and you know you know what i mean it's it's nonsense it's horse shit nonsense and 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 as much as i love oprah winfrey i love oprah queen oprah hell oprah i think it started in this world of like you know mom you have to take care of yourself and i'm glad that she started this movement of like discovery self-help obviously but coming from a woman who doesn't have children who isn't married <laughs> it's like okay nah, mm, you know what the fuck you're talking about Oprah. i love you i love you but go out and count your trees in hawaii and go pick your peppermint leaves and hey, have your yeah have your private chef cook for you uh because baby you're as much good as she's done i feel like it's nonsense and it sets this impossible standard for us as moms like oh i should be you know meditating for a half an hour i should be exercising every day i should be self-caring and met and you know writing in my journal and it's like dude that doesn't happen so anyways the point being I'm not this person that goes to the doctor. I, I've been, I have the same physician Tom does. Um, he refers to him in his act as Dr. Dick. This guy has the bedside manner of uh, Patrick Bateman. Remember, you know who that is? From American Psycho? Hell yeah, such a good movie. You bring him up. I fucking love looking at Patrick Bateman. I love our doctor. Bedside manner of a total... <laughs> detached he's funny as hell and that's why we love him and but he is he is the greatest doctor i've ever had and he's so on top of his shit there he is. <laughs> and i don't do this i never go to him i swear in the years <laughs> in the years i've i've had him you know i've been in there maybe four times and i had this crazy idea as i was laying on my deathbed on monday i still had a fever my throat felt like glass was in there I had this crazy, no, keep him up. I like looking at him. It inspires me. It's more exciting than a time clock. I had this idea. I should go to the doctor. <laughs> now, in my family growing up, going to the doctor was a sign of A, weakness, moral weakness. Getting sick in general was a sign of some kind of character flaw, something bad you did. You gave this to yourself. You were too run down. You were too careless with your hand washing. Um, Would you say that you learned that more from your mom or from your dad? Oh, no, no. Uh, more from my dad, who was 100% not a self-care person. My dad lives on fresca and beer and liquor and horseradish and sausage. He doesn't drink water. I've never seen my dad drink a cup of water. <laughs> and he doesn't go, like, he doesn't see, it's, it's considered a badge of shame to go, to, especially with an immigrant mentality, maybe, like, because you had that too, right? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, both of my parents, like, I never really went to the, like, when I yeah. got sick, it was like, your bot, like, what, you're going to go to the doctor, and then yeah. the doctor's going to tell you to take Tylenol. We don't, we could just skip that step. Just yeah. take Tylenol now. <laughs> yeah, so that's my point, is that. My doctor, would, my doctor, my my dad would say the same thing. I go, Dad, I, let's go to the doctor. What is he going to tell you? Nothing. Nothing. He's going to say there's nothing you can do about it. Go to bed. Just go to bed. And I'm like, so I grew up with this mentality of like, just suffer it out. You know, you got, you got strep throat, you got a fever. Just sweat it out. Two weeks, three weeks tops, you'll be fine. 
Yeah, it's the same way with me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not, it's not right. It's not right because I, I went to, to, to Dr. Dick. I, I emailed him on, what was it, Monday night. I'm like, dude, I, I got to see you. I'm fucked up. I'm, I'm really messed up. I'm hurting. He goes, yeah, come on in first thing. And let me tell you what he did. You're going to die. He goes, there's this thing called Tamiflu. It's a pill you take. You can take it even after you've gotten the illness or be at, right before you're really in the throes of it in the first 12 hours. And it lessens the flu by three days and it alleviates all the symptoms of the flu. It's called Tamiflu. And it, you know what's so messed up is that you, you have to get a prescription for it. You can't just go, go to the Rite Aid and get it, which is crazy. Like if there's a pill out there that can alleviate the flu, why can't we all just buy it for fuck's sake? And instead you have to get it. It's making me nutty. So go and get your Tamiflu, go to your doctor and it's like a miracle. So he gave me that amoxicillin for the strep throat. And then I got a steroid shot in my butt. Hour, three hours later, I'm like, I feel like a human again. This morning I woke up. I was, I, I literally, I, I looked at the sun and I wept for joy because it was like a new day dawning. And I've, I hugged my children and they hadn't gotten it yet. Think, knock on wood. And children could take this stuff too. I know there's risks associated with your kiddos. So don't, don't take my word for this. I'm not a doctor. But the point is, did you know that you could go to the doctor? <laughs> did you know you could go to the doctor and like they make you feel better really fast? 43 years. This is like on par with those things where I didn't dry myself off after getting out of the shower for 43. I was like, I don't need a towel to dry my, I'll just stay wet. No, I mean like it's I was- It's crazy. I was the same way too. Like when I was uh, like, I just thought like, oh, I'm sick. I'll be good in like two or three weeks. No, my like my first job in college, like I got sick with some <laughs> sort of like bronchitis infection, mm -hmm. and uh, I called up my boss. And I'm like, hey, I'm gonna, uh, I can't come in today. I'm sick. He's like, oh, okay, so I'll see you tomorrow. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, this could this could be done in one day. It could be done in three weeks. And he's like, that's not gonna work. You need to go to the doctor. Right. And so <laughs> only because I was threatened with losing my job did I go to the doctor. And then he gave me like antibiotics and within 24 hours I was Tw back to normal. Yeah. The <laughs> amount of anger I felt towards my parents I that pretty much convinced me that medicine is not something worth looking into. Yeah. So upsetting. So upsetting. So upsetting. Yeah. Like my, my mother was pretty vigilant about that stuff but too hyper vigilant to the point where i became phobic of like oh i don't want to get sick she's gonna like really overdo it but like i have i have a relative who had a pretty raging uti <laughs> and she was like i don't need to go to the doctor i'm gonna treat this holistically which is another thing that makes me nutty just eat garlic like she was eating like cloves of garlic and drinking cranberry juice and eating probiotic i'm like all that stuff is fine if you want to, i guess to cure yourself in a month because she would she would cure herself and then it would come back and you know these little things are not little things they they have secondary consequences you can have a kidney infection if it can spread to your kidneys a uti <laughs> you're not careful strep throat can lead to you know, a, a whole host of other issues if you're not like rheumatoid fever, scarlet fever. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. 
So like, ugh. and this Tamiflu makes me nutty because there are people who are old or young that could not suffer, could not die. But I don't know, why is this? I don't know this. Why, why are the pharmaceutical companies not just putting this stuff on the shelves? Do you guys know who's smart? I mean. Zolo, are you, you're in college. Do they teach you this shit? <laughs> Anyone? No, no God, Chris is why? the smart one Chris, in here, I think. Chris, Chris what do you think? <laughs> Um, it probably comes with certain risks for certain groups that they can't just have it readily available to the general public. Yeah. Yeah, my pediatrician said that. She goes, well, if your kids get this, I can give Tamiflu to them, but there's a risk of them having, like, hallucinations <laughs> and delusions. She said one one kid was seeing a man in his room from taking Tamiflu. I'm like, that's fine. I don't give a shit. It's called doing LSD. He'll do it in college anyways. <laughs> May as well get him used to that stuff. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Well, who cares? That's fun. That's not that's not a side effect. That's a party. <laughs> but I mean, I get this like I get this whole like not uh not taking care of yourself thing. Oh, I, I feel my like gosh. dudes are really bad at oh, self-care. Let me tell you, this bag of dicks in here. <laughs> I mean, I see how you guys care for yourselves. <laughs> I see it in your diets. I see it in how you you come here i can only imagine what your living quarters look like mm. i mean i see Annie who he looks good but then again he hasn't taken a dump in a month and he lives on <laughs> sour patch kids and pop tarts and pizza and you lives all you live off of wild wings or whatever yeah wing stuff but it's wing keto stop. i'm on a diet oh my God, I'm on, it's all part of my very healthy diet yeah so why let me, let me, let's talk to the moms. Let's make this mom-related, uh, dad-related. Moms and dads, <laughs> how can we raise our children, our boys especially, because it sounds like they're terribly deficient, <laughs> in a sense of self-care? And, 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 and by the way, going back to this topic of self-care, before we go into this, don't let me forget this, is that it's not about taking candle baths. It's not about um, writing in your journal. It's not about meditating every day which would be ideal in the mom life all i'm saying is like for me what that really means is get your ass to a doctor when you need to um dress in nice clothing when you can get your fucking hair did because you, you know you say to yourself oh i don't i don't have time to dye my hair you have four hours find four hours go get your hair done every so often it, you know that to me is the real stuff go to a therapist get your mind right exercise yeah sure if we can we're always i'm always sick i've been sick for a month too but and the diet watch what you're eating like that's the real self-care it's not the oprah winfrey pie in the sky i think you know it can be yes yeah, spiritual I'm not, I'm not i don't mean to denigrate her because i love her but i think a more grounded approach and i hate the term self i just hate it um but yeah, because we take care of everyone else. We really do. I'm making sure that my husband's not going to drop dead of a heart attack because, you know, he makes a lot of money. And I <laughs> I got kids now. You know what I'm saying? Like, he better stay alive. I'm trying to make sure. He was on this stupid-ass diet. He and Rogan are eating nothing but meat and, and animal. Have you heard of this yet? I mean, yeah, it's kind of like keto. Kind it's, of. It's just fat, uh, meat. Like, they're, what, the carnivore diet? Yeah, not, yeah. Yeah, okay. that's fine. It's not fine. That's fine. Doctor approved. It's fine. Who? Which doctor? Uh, I think Drew said it was okay. I think Dr. Th Bombay? 
<laughs> That's an old ass reference if anybody knows. Uh, no, I don't get that. Dr. Bombay. Dr. Bombay. Bewitched. It's really old. Oh, I thought maybe that was the coach for Dr. Seuss. Or something. No, no, no. So no. it's not it's not good. You're only eating cholesterol. It's nutty. Yeah, but you know what, Christina, it's 2020 and we're finding out cholesterol oh might not even be that bad. Uh, are you one of I read these... a headline of an article. Oh, yeah. Are you you're going to treat your UTI with cranberry juice, yeah. too? You well, I mean, like, look, I'm not saying that I'm like an authority on self-care. Like, I mean, okay, let's I talk started about... a job yeah. and tore my ACL and walked around <laughs> on it for a year before I even went to a doctor about it. And then, like, I went in and he's just like, yeah, this is a major surgery. <laughs> you, you major? Need a, yeah, you need to get, like, I have a dead guy's uh, ACL in my leg. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. How do I not know this about you? Well, you know, That's you don't t- ask. You know, it's, uh, I don't share stuff unless you ask. You have a dead man. Uh. I have a cadaver's ACL in my uh, in my knee. You're 29. Th- yeah, and that happened at like 23. You're a mess. <laughs> yeah, I sure am. You're a. M- and I'm you've quite had, a specimen. You've had butt problems. I've had butt problems. I've had knee problems. Go ahead. What else? Uh, I mean, my toes are webbed. I wouldn't call that a, a problem. That's it. That's called being a superhuman. A you deformity, can swim yeah. faster than all of us. That's a good thing. <laughs> I wish. Okay. Well, I'm what buoyant. Else? I'm definitely more buoyant than most of you. <laughs> what else you got wrong? Let's go. What else is wrong with me? What else is wrong with me? I mean, I smoke. Uh, I mean, that is number one, dumb dumb. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah, I'm an idiot. I know I'm an idiot. Why I'm not you? great at self care, Christina. No, you're not. Why are you? Why are you killing yourself? Well, every time cigarettes? I try, look, I know it's bad for me, and every time I try and quit, something triggers me coming back. Of course, it's addiction. That's yeah. what addiction is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm like, I don't even think I'm physically addicted to it. I just like the the ritual of it. So oh, like, I love it. I could stop immediately. Like uh, when I was smoking in college, whenever I'd go home and visit my parents, I could not smoke all weekend and be completely okay with it. Like never scratching like, oh my God, I need a, a cigarette. But like, you know, I'll stop for like a week or two and then I'll be like, oh, let's watch an episode of Mad Men. Boom. Right back into you're it. You're bored. You're yeah. watching. I was Well, the I mean, same they're way. all smoking indoors. I know. I know. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> I smoked for 17 years and I loved it. It kept me thin. It gave me something to do. It cured my anxiety. Um, it's the ritual. It's great, but it will kill you. It's not even worth it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not good. It's not good at all. I mean, it's... I, I know I need to stop, but, you know, every time I do stop, it's like, ah, oh, some sort of... Like, I go through some, like, family stuff or I something know. that's there's super al- stressful. Listen, like, there's always something that there's brings you al- back. Listen, I overeat. That's my thing. I get it. I, yep, get, I got that too. Yeah, I trigger. <laughs> I get triggered. Uh, I feel lonely or I feel anxious. I put something in my mouth. That's that's just how I go. I get it, but it's you know you got to pick your fucking poisons. It's, you just have to redirect. Anyway, why who, can't you just have all of it? You know what I did? Because you're gonna die. <laughs> I saw a hypnotherapist to quit smoking when I turned thirty. It's been thirteen years. I haven't smoked once. I tried that once. And no, obviously. <laughs> go see yeah, my lady. Didn't didn't take Christina. All right, all right. Go see my lady. Now, okay. how disgusting is your home? Do you have you have a cleaning lady, yeah? Right. Okay, so she comes Yeah, it's so on. disgusting that I need a lady to come in and no, clean. No, you should. No, 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 no. No, no. See, see, see. That's where you're wrong. You're not so disgusting you need a lady. You're so Or a man, you know, I don't know how so, she identifies. Oh, don't you dare gender her. <laughs> the fact that you have enough self-love in your heart for yourself to say, I would like a cleaning lady to help me with this. That's a different way. Well, I mean, it's really like... How often I, is she coming? Uh, she's coming like every other week. Um, yeah. But it's it's mostly like if I didn't ever have people that visited me, I'd have no reason to do it. Like I do it for the people that... Oh my God. Like my friends that come to hang out with me. It's like, I don't want to be embarrassed that they think I live like an animal. So See? let's So let's trick them 
into thinking so, that I'm yeah, clean. But the switch is, okay, so that's, that's interesting. And that's how I used to think. And the switch to self quote, that stupid self care thing mm -hmm. and self love thing is you go, I like a clean house for my own sanity for me. Cause I deserve a clean house. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's like when I was a kid, like my mom would make me clean like my room. And then she would like ask me afterwards, like, see, doesn't that feel better? And internally the answer was always no. Really? Yeah. Cause it's like, nah, you know, clean room, messy room. I don't give a shit. I'm still going to be in it. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah I got, you, I got problems. Christina. Gotta go I got, pro I got to go to therapy. Horde fucking horde. But you know what I will say for you? Mm -hmm. I've noticed a change. Oh Yeah. A positive change. A yeah. positive change. When you came back from China <laughs> and you went to see Danny, uh -huh. who made Tom's Danny shirts right. like 10 years ago, mm -hmm. and you came and you had tailored nice clothing yeah, and all this new swag and you look great and you wear it. Oh, and, and I'm telling you, thank you, and I think taking that pride in your appearance has really paid off because I've got this email <laughs> here that I think you'd want to hear. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, so let's catch up on some general, uh, you know, stuff, uh, business, WMMA. Uh, so this is from Alexis. She says that she just needs to feel, she has to reach out and say how sexy those production boys are, meaning you guys in the box. Oh, shit. As a single mom of several years who hasn't gotten any play in a long time, I would ravage them all. <laughs> Wow. Ravage, you guys. Are you ready for this? We got to get the deets on Alexis. I'm talking stats. Yeah, where's how, that How at? old is she? Let's find out. Let's, we should give her a call. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I wish we had phone lines so we could be like, Alexis. We'll have those set up soon. Yeah, let's. I want to call this broad. Okay. Okay, except Potter, she says. Oh. Not a fan. Where is Potter today? Uh, he's not in. All right, obviously. Uh, sorry, Josh. She says, sorry, Josh, you seem nice, but I wouldn't want the pressure of not being able to make you come. Also, I'm Hungarian. Hey, now, Eastern blocker for life and hairy like an animal. OK, so I'm Eastern blocky. I'm not hairy. I don't know what oh, she's dark. Anyway, right. our body hair <laughs> would undoubtedly entangle when blue. OK, are you ready for this? Oh, boy. OK, here's to boost your self-esteem. Oh, here we go. When blue band speaks Hebrew. It makes me, and she writes in all caps, it makes me moist. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, How it, neat. It is so <laughs> gross. That word is so gross. I don't think it's a romantic language, but it's cool someone likes it. <laughs> you like the... Oh. And the How do you say I love you in Hebrew? Ani ohev otach. Yeah, that is terrible. Yeah, right? Truly it's just disgusting. like, who, who's, who likes that sound? I know, I know. Well, That's why I, I guess Alexis does. She... <laughs> She's getting capital moist off of that. <laughs> oh my, are you ready for more? Oh, there's more. Okay. This is, I'm telling you, this is because of your new wardrobe and your new self-care. All right. Okay. OMG, you sexy little ginger. <laughs> you can shalom, shabbat, synagogue, or what the F ever to me anytime. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Well, I don't bring Judaism into the bedroom or any other type of uh, stuff in my life. So, okay. I mean, I'll speak some Hebrew. Any, she writes, any is by far the hottest one, though. I'd F him so good, he could finally shit regularly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not what effing does to you. Or are you going to F him in a b-hole? Is she going to butt F him? 
Yeah, does, you know what? Does, if it gets him back on a normal schedule, I think he should try it out. Does effing make you brown? Uh, not me. It does the opposite me. to me. Yeah. But you know what? I will say uh, if I do work out, like I'd say maybe like 45 minutes or 30 minutes into a workout, like once the blood starts going, I'm like, yeah. holy shit, I'm on this elliptic. I need to take a shit. I'm the same way. Yeah. Gets the pipe. That's why I have to, I have to have my coffee first in the morning and then I brown and then I do everything else like co coffee and brown before all. I should make a mug that says that coffee and brown before all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh Well, that's interesting. Well, Alexis that is very flattering. Yeah, what do you think? Should I, should I give her your number? Uh, let's not go ahead and give her the number. <laughs> I mean, she has the hotline number. I think that's a good start. We'll take it from there. Okay. But you know, uh, I am on Instagram. Add me on the ground. Add me on the ground. Add me on the ground. Oh, DM him. Slip, slide into the DMs, as the kids Slip say. Slip on in, water's fine. Is that what they they say? Slide into the DMs. Slide into my DMs. Yep, that's how they say it. This DM culture, man. Okay, I'm not even gonna get into it. Do you have a little doggy in your life that you love more than anything? Dog moms, dog dads. It's a mystery sometimes when you when you get a dog in your life and you don't know exactly what breed that dog is. Try and bark. We did it on our little doggy. It's so simple. You just swab inside of the doggy's mouth and you can screen for over 170 genetic health conditions. And why bother doing this? Because it can help. You can you can talk to your vet and communicate what the best medical care is for your dog because you know a lot of these conditions in doggies uh, are genetic and the more you know about your dog uh, the better it is and the longer you'll get to have your little friend around the embark dna test kit is the most comprehensive kit on the market it looks at over 250 breeds and 170 genetic health conditions to help the best care for your pup uh, Embark is the only research-grade dog DNA test kit on the market. Again, so easy to use. It's best in class. Uh, it's the best in class dog DNA test. Number one, highest rated by customer, developed by PhD. Try it out right now. Embark has an exclusive offer you can't get anywhere else. Go to EmbarkVet.com now and use promo code WMMA to save 15% off your dog DNA test kit. Visit EmbarkVet.com dot com and use promo code wmma to save thank you embark all right did you make a resolution to lose weight this year i did and i have to tell you the hardest part for me has been what do i eat how much do i eat because <laughs> i like to eat a lot so that's why i love jenny craig i don't have to think about cooking i don't have to think about prepping the food all the food i need for breakfast lunch and dinner and the snacks all of it's provided and if you like, you can add your own veggies, your own fruit, your own dairy. And here's the coolest part about Jenny Craig. Now you can get a personalized weight loss plan based on your DNA that's scientifically customized to you. Find out which program is best for you based on 15 different genetic markers. Boy, isn't that the truth? Because my husband can do one diet, lose a ton of weight. I can try the same diet. Doesn't work for me. The best part about Jenny Craig is you have over 100 menu items, including low-carb and high-protein options. There's always something delicious and new to enjoy, and it's ready to go in five minutes. 
So if you're ready to see results and get the personal motivation you need to reach your goal, you've got to try Jenny Craig. And for a limited time, listeners to my podcast get eight days of free food plus a free DNA kit when you go to JennyCraig.com slash WMMA. You hear me? That's eight days of free food plus a free DNA kit. There's nothing to lose. That's Jenny Craig dot com slash WMMA terms and conditions apply see the website for details okay this is an interesting one I thought just for anybody out there doing IVF this woman wrote in some um, IVF tips for any woman going through it right now she says number one buy maternity pants uh, for after the egg retrieval I had to go right back to work and maternity pants save me this is true so what happens when you're preparing your body for IVF is you pump your your body full of progesterone and estrogen and all these drugs and um, when you have the eggs retrieved afterwards for some reason you're so bloated um, I looked about four months pregnant after I had my egg retrieval and she's absolutely right so go ahead and get those pants uh, I recommend um, Gap has wonderful maternity like pants and, and loungewear for when you come home. I'm talking literally when you come home from the hospital from your egg retrieval. They have like these great lingerie. That's it's under laundry. There we go. Gap pants. Oh, I still I still wear my maternity pajamas to bed. They're so I can't bear to throw them out because they're just so good. Um, if you have to do progesterone suppositories while prepping your uterus for transfer, get some panty liners because you leak all damn day. I've heard that. For the progesterone shots, see if your insurance covers Sonera patches. It's basically a lidocaine patch you put on your ass 20 minutes before you take your shot. Zero pain. Very good. Finally, the day you have your transfer, watch comedy specials like Christina P. By the way, hello, thank you. Two specials, The Degenerates and Mother Inferior on Netflix. A study found that women who watch comedy specials right and after, right before and after transfer had higher success rates for live births than those who did not. Interesting. Comedy is, is a wonderful healing tool, isn't it? That is interesting. Yeah, that's, it, it really is. You know, I, um, gosh, I, I, I think I've talked about this. I grew up with uh, my, my best friend. Her mom is Roseanne Barr, and she used to get all these emails from people that said, um, you know, thank you for so much for that TV show, Roseanne, because I had cancer. And I would just, you know, lay in bed and watch episodes and episodes of Roseanne and it just brought me back to life. And I totally get that. I'm one of these people. I'm a, I love being a fan of stuff. I'm a huge fan, obviously, of, you know, the Stern show. I'm a huge fan of like Bauhaus and 80s goth and shit. I just, I love being a fan. It, I love it. I'm such a dork. What are you a fan of, Nadav? Are you a fangirl on anything? Uh, am I a fangirl of Like, anything? what do you, are you a fan of anything? Are you, because my <laughs> husband's like, he likes rap music. He likes the Seminoles, but he's not like me where I'm like, I fucking love. I mean, like, I, I am a, fi- a fan of, like, MMA, like uh, oh, that's some fun. UFC stuff. I, I, I kind of try and watch those fights. I didn't know that. See, today, ACL, dead guy, mm-hmm. MMA. Yeah, there you go. I've learned uh, you really are secretive, not until asked. Yeah, I don't know. What's uh, that? I, what is that? That's just how it always was because I, I think growing up, uh, whenever I'd say anything in front of my family or parents, <laughs> like they would just ask way more follow-up questions. Um, and it's, I think that's what I don't like is like the digging. Yeah, exactly. Like, like what like, I do to you basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't mind it when you do it. Cause I feel like we're cut from the same cloth. Yeah. And I don't think I'm cut from the same cloth as the rest of the members of my family. Yeah. So they're like, 
judging and being like, well, right. It's, it, well, it's like talking to normies, you know? Yeah, They're yeah, like, oh, yeah. why would you do that? I'm like, because I'm an idiot. What do you want to hear? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? I was just telling Tom that the other day that, like, I, I've always felt different, like, weird, too. I mean, you know, because I did grow up in a weird environment. I, I was a space alien. My mom was mentally ill. My dad was an alcoholic. I was an only child. I had a different reality than every, other people. Right. So you grow up thinking, like, and I was an immigrant. So right. there's three layers of nutty and secret keeping and weird. And you're like, there's no way anybody relates to this. It's, I'm too, I'm too weird for the world. Right. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember my first day of college. Like I grew up uh, mm -hmm. like around Jews my entire life. I don't know if we have a specific sense of humor. Yes, you do. It's called stand up comedy and you guys invented that <laughs> shit. And thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. But like, I remember like we were like, we were doing icebreakers in the dorms. Ugh, and like we were worst. doing would you rather huh? and the stuff i was coming up with was like <laughs> not what they were into like yeah. every option or just like whatever you picked it's like oh yeah i forgot that option means you also have aids or like something stupid <laughs> something stupid and at the end of it it all it always ends with them being like we're gonna pray for you in church this sunday oh god and it's like jesus i gotta find some jews over here <laughs> which that is very is conflicting true. for me you know <laughs> and I do think, too, and this is interesting, that obviously the Jewish culture, too, you guys come from a long line of being persecuted, really. There are people that really hate Jews. So I imagine, like, that's got to mess with you, too. When you walk into a room, you're like, oh, my God. Like, does, is that person an anti-Semite? Do they hate me automatically? Well, I mean, I went to UC Irvine. Um, are there Jews there? Well, <laughs> not a lot. There's a lot of uh, the, the Muslim Student Union was really strong there. And when I was attending there, it was known as the most anti-Semitic campus in the country. Seriously? Yeah. They were like dipping Israeli flags in blood and stuff, calling us apartheid. And Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, it was wild. So it was like, yeah. you know, it's it's one of those things. Where, but I mean, it's like, you know, it's the same shit, different toilet. It's like, oh, you don't like Jews. Cool. Join the club, man. Isn't it so? It's so it's I don't, anyway it's so weird that anybody hates anybody based on <laughs> right it's like so you will dumb. find someone that you enjoy in a general yeah. group of people that you hate there's at least one person <laughs> that you'll be like nah, i'd hang out with this person yeah i mean when i was in the muslim world the, the ones that were i was hanging out with were like the nicest coolest people it's just whatever it's uh, the world is going to hell in a trash can okay um well, I don't judge you, Nadav. You know I just want the best for you. I love you. Uh, I know, Christina. You're I the know. best. Oh, you're the best. And and the sexiest staffer who's going to get it from Alexis. Oh, boy. Yeah, Alexis. <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> add me on the ground. <laughs> uh, okay, what else? Let's do some follow-ups. Oh, this is interesting. Holding my farts. With Valentine's Day in a few days, I just wanted to... So this, this man is writing in about how great his wife is. Um, okay, hold on, hold on. They're coming to see me in Addison, which is great. Okay, so he writes with his wife, we dated for five years and I did not fart in front of her until our wedding night. Wow, what a gift. <laughs> you think he could have waited for a different night? Maybe not the most romantic night. <laughs> Congratulations, you're married. We have reached now a that, new level of yeah. trust. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're locked in, bitch. <laughs> He goes, we dated for five years and I did not fart in front of her until our wedding night. What a relief that was for me. Now that genie is out of the bottle. And she often says my holding them in during our courtship was, quote, false advertising. 
based on me beat me dominic 100 percent false advertising you held it apart for five years and then you wait until the wedding day wedding night that's not fair man that ain't right that's not right right that's not moral Five years of holding in farts. Right. So what do you? So what do you it's think it is? Up. Is it if you don't fart? Okay. So if they don't fart during the courtship, how long after the wedding are they allowed to start farting? Bruh, bruh. No, you have to fart during courtship. She needs to know what she's getting into. She needs to know if she's with a guy who's a a a a, a, a steady <laughs> farter like my husband. Like you need to know what you're getting into a with their smells, farter? their shits, their habits. You got to live with that for the rest of eternity. That's what women are. Men are signing up for how much sex am I going to get? Um, how is this woman going to take care of me? Is she going to feed me? Is she going to love me and be loyal? Women are like, how disgusting is my husband? Mm -hmm. How lazy is he going to be? Is he going to provide? Like, we have different fucking quotients here that we need to. So so maybe it's, it's uh, part of the deal. Once you move in together, you need uh, to start being your authentic, gross, disgusting self. Because that's the test run, right? That, yeah, but once you're moved in, it's so tricky. I would say... I would say after three months, then it's time to pull the ripcord and just start farting and being you. Because three months is like romance fun and then it starts to wane a bit. So you're saying once it stops, once it stops being that NRE. Yeah, NRE. <laughs> <laughs> then, Fucking douchebags. So once the NRE is over, that's when the rips and the browns yeah. and the farts start coming through. Yeah. All right. I think so. I think that's fair. Because, and also like, and also... Like you, you know how everyone has baggage and stuff like don't put that on the first date. I think that's the biggest mistake people make is like they give TMI. Like you can let people know like, yo, I got a crazy family. I got all this stuff going on. But that's later. That's once they're already like they know you're a good person and you can handle your stuff. You know what I mean? It's like no one wants to hear your drama in the right. very beginning. Yeah. You don't want to talk about kids like in the first like couple days. <laughs> like, no kids. Yeah, like, yeah. That's up front. No kids are even before you go on a date. Yeah. Hey, hey. dude, I got two kids. I'm talking about like your family history. Like, hey, my mom was crazy. My dad's on holiday. <laughs> that stuff's right. for later. Anything that you don't need to know on the first encounter. Yeah. Don't share. You know? Don't share. Okay. Uh, Oh, this is a this is an interesting one. I'm not sure about it though. Browning on vacation. I, I discussed in episode 32 that I would walk down into the lobby and make a brown when Tom and I were staying on a getaway hotel like a weekend together. And this person writes in, I learned this trick when I was on vacation with two gay friends. We were all in Las Vegas for the weekend sharing one room. And what they would do is turn up the TV and start the shower. The noise from the TV and the shower would cover any other noises made. Anyways, I hope this helps any new couples out there that are going on vacation for the first time. So you turn up the, you turn on the shower and you turn up the TV. My only concern then is you've got the steam in the shower and what about the smell? Now you're cooking the smell and the steam. Mm, yeah, because the, the, the steam does make it worse. Yeah. It does make it expand to every area in the bathroom yeah hmm. and people are like why don't you just bring a spray well now now it smells like spray and shit those sprays <laughs> don't match actually i will say that the poopery does do a good job but then they smell the poopery and they know you pooped and now you're mystery, okay but here's the know? thing are we trying to hide the fact that we as humans take a brown in like i don't beginning in the in beginning, the beginning mm. you don't want him to see you brown on your first weekend together 
Okay, no so way. you're saying that yeah. this is bad advice that this mommy's writing in. I just it, no, it's not bad. It's just incomplete. It's just not good. It's not. <laughs> it's not thorough enough for my standards. Okay, so how would you tweak this? How would you tweak this into a usable? I know. I, I'm still into the lobby poop. I think that that's the way to go in the very, very, that very seems beginning. That's so crazy, though. It, well, okay. Well, look who's married. Okay. okay. <laughs> Fifteen years. Okay. How about that? How about, I mean, what if 15 you, years. what if instead of you inconveniencing yourself, mm -hmm. you could harness your, your, your ladiness and be, and, and send them on an errand, be like, Hey, I need a magazine or something, or I need mm. like pocket the poopery. Right. Yeah. And then be like, Hey, I, I like need, this. I need to, I need, uh, I don't know. I this like week's this. Cosmo. Right. I like send it. Send them to the lobby to go buy something and then just take like the quickest brown you've ever taken. Yeah. You have to wait until it's on deck. Right. You're like you need to go now. Right. Go. Like as soon as it's an emergency where you're like, if you sit down in the bathroom, you could start going within a couple seconds. And like that's the move. Okay, that's you're right. And then you shower to clean up. And then and <laughs> Wait, then you shower afterwards? After you brown. Because he's out. He's out. Right. You shit, you shower, and then you spray perfume in there because you're getting ready. Do you know oh, what I'm so saying? So you're showering afterwards just because it's a first time, or do you always generally I, I always mean, I, shower after a shit. I'm not walking around with a poopy brown wait butt. every sh every shit that you take you in the morning in the morning not if there's a secondary brown no the night sure it's a morning shower yeah but if yeah. you take a dump in the middle of the day you're not taking a shower no no that, but right? i total wash let so my well that's different yeah i got wash let too you know gotta, yeah you got to keep it fresh keep homie. it on deck yeah. keep it on fresh okay uh lots of business to get to guys sorry we don't have that much time I just, very important topics uh, another follow-up i asked you if you hooked up in restaurants that you've worked in if you're in food service Hi, everyone. I worked at Carl's Jr., my favorite. God bless Carl's Jr. The only thing I think they could improve on is the quality of their beef because it does taste frozen. Now, in That's and out, the main thing. <laughs> I don't like their beef quality. But their French fries suck. What do you like? I'll tell you what I like and what made me gain 60 pounds on my first pregnancy. Oh, there's no greater heaven on earth, no greater heaven than a Western bacon cheeseburger. God damn it. God damn it. For those of you I know, we don't have it. You have Hardee's in the in the in the mid middle of the country. Okay, it's a cheeseburger. It's got the cheddar cheese. It's got two onion rings, two strips of bacon, and the barbecue sauce is heaven on earth. It's that sweet kind. And then I get the extra side of onion rings. I park in front of the manicure salon. This is when I'm pregnant, and I would eat the extra onion rings, dip them in the extra Q sauce. It was my jam. Now, would the Western uh, bacon cheese? Would that be? Would you like perfect it? Would you jam more onion rings in there? Yeah, be like, <laughs> of course. Yeah, you're modding it. Of course, <laughs> and that's modding it. <laughs> <laughs> you're modding it now, brother. Oh, don't even do Fed Smoker. <laughs> no, we're all, we're mourning soon. the death of our beloved Fed mm. Smoker from Wyoming. But anyways, that's my jam. Have you had Carl's Jr.? Oh, I grew up on CJ's. Oh, uh, CJ's is the bomb, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you see the. The barbecue sauce I wasn't into. It, it was their special sauce, though. I loved that shit. I was a famous star with cheese. That is my that Wait, is my jam. What's the, okay? Like we gotta What's go. Their OG I, burger. I, I gotta get into business. Okay. 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 So this person writes from four years. Wait, from f from four year from fifteen to nineteen years old. And everyone was hooked. Oh, she worked at Carl's Jr. for four years from when she was fifteen to nineteen years old, <laughs> and everyone was hooking up in the store. <laughs> After close. We used the bathroom. We also had a storage space above the walk-in freezer that was frequently used. I can't tell you how many times I've walked in on people being finger blasted in the break room. Love you guys. 
Yes, Alex. Guys, that's where your food is being prepped. Think about it. These okay? emails have been terrifying to read. Terrifying. Like every place that I eat. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, oh, cool. Well, we got an email of someone that fucks on that prep stage. Yes. So that's pretty neat. Just so you know, every single restaurant that you love and frequent, every employee is jizzing and uh, blowing loads all over your, your ranch dressing. It's disgusting. Okay, I got this disturbing email. Uh, oh, do we have this thing for what would Christina P. do? I'm going to get through a couple of these. And then I do have to leave a little early today, guys. I'm sorry, mom life. I got issues. I got meetings. You got mom questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P. do? He's <laughs> such a great announcer. Hi, my name is L. am from Canada. I have a crazy question. Um, she listened to Dr. Drew and Kelsey Cook on. She talked about a horror story about when she stuck a manicure tool up her vagina and then said something along the lines of all young ladies stick all sorts of weird stuff up there. I have a 10 year old still way too young, but when she's older, do you think it would be way too inappropriate to get her her own vibrator and teach her about that part of life? So she doesn't possibly mess her stuff up or should I just let her figure it on her own? Thanks. Oh boy. I know. What like, a loaded question. I know, because I. <laughs> you know, I think this falls under the guidelines of. Right? There's two kinds of parents. Uh, there are the parents who go, if you're going to drink and, and do drugs, just do it at home, because I know you're safe. And invite your friends over here, and you guys can do that here. And then there's the other school of parenting that goes. If I catch you doing drugs and drinking underage, I'm gonna call the police on you. I'm not like a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. Right, and I tend to fall into the second category. I also, I also think that there's something beautiful in learning to deceive your parents, <laughs> in learning to sneak around. There's a certain resourcefulness and resilience that comes with having to go behind your parents back for stuff um it's how you build character right? yeah and, and resourcefulness <laughs> and I, I think by doing everything for them you're you're killing that really pivotal stuff <laughs> right like you, when you're yeah. At, yeah when you're an adolescent like well my daughter wants to try smoking cigarettes should i buy her her first pack no <laughs> you make her put on a bikini top at 13 and some go-go boots and walk down to the time to buy a liquor store on her own and she fools the Israeli guy behind the counter into thinking she's over 18 and she gets those cigarettes herself and that's life I may or may not have done that <laughs> you know what I mean like you have to figure out a way to get your own wine coolers you need to figure out a way to sneak around your parent you know to go to a nightclub with your girlfriends in high school and trick your parents by saying that you're sleeping over at your friend's house she says she's sleeping at your house like you know what i'm saying like all these things are the stuff of adolescence that need to happen right they gotta learn yeah. how to overcome obstacles that's right and i understand your your thinking is kind of from a safety perspective like well she's gonna stick manicuring tools let, let me tell you something kelsey cook <laughs> i love you kelsey you're sweet you're talented, you're very intelligent. She's an animal, a sexual deviant. She gives blow bangs for a living, right? Look, I'm just no, saying. No, 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 no. You're mixing it up. We're Who's talking Kelsey about Cook? Kelsey Cook, not uh, uh, Kate Kennedy. Oh. 
Jesus, Christina. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Christina. Okay, That's Christina. Christina thought that uh, uh, Kelsey Cook was Kate Kennedy, who was I'm a porn so star. Sorry. Kelsey Cook is just a stand-up comedian. Who had who a bad interaction masturbating when she was a oh, kid. Oh, and she has multiple orgasms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah. so sorry, Kelsey. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, wrong. So uh, here's the point. Um, <laughs> here's here's what you can do is um, talk to them. You can educate them. Look, I, I don't know what the big deal is about talking to your children about stuff like that. How do you say that? How would you say something like, I know you may want to experiment well, this is obviously she's 10 years old this is way too young to have this discussion yeah when does this discussion i don't know bat man. mitzvah age around yeah. 12 menstruation <laughs> like just uh oh god how do you tell your daughter not to shove manicuring tools up her hoo-ha maybe it's one of those things where it's like you keep it um you keep it like a, a vague where they know what you're talking about where it's like hey i need to have an important talk with you there are certain things that are meant for certain that are meant for certain activities Areas and things that of your aren't. Body. So yeah. make sure you're not misusing something that's not supposed to be used that way. Correct. And just beat that in, because then, hey, you know, nothing sexual. You know. Yeah, that's, that's true. Just, that's just a basic thing in life, and that would teach them not to shove stuff up your puss. <laughs> Can I tell you what really worked for me? Because so my mother worked for a psychiatrist of all of all ironies, and. Um, she was the reception, like the secretary, the manager, or whatever, of the office. And um, one time she said, she goes, do you want to see something disgusting? I was like, yeah. I was like 10, of course. And she pulls out a file and she goes, these gay men, they're pushing dildos into each other's rectums. And the dildo gets stuck in the other guy's rectum and they can't get it out. So they have to go to the emergency room and they have to operate to get the dildo out of the guy's ass. So don't push things to your rectum. I was like, you got it. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Oh, wait, but hold on. She yeah. just said rectum. She didn't say keep stuff out of your puss. No, she mm. said don't put dildos in your butt. And I have to tell you, that's solid <laughs> advice. I have never put a dildo in my butt and everything's been smooth sailing in my life. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Sage advice. So the point being is that you can tell a story, a fable. That's what stories do, right? That's the purpose of storytelling is to teach morality, to teach uh, the tribe. You're, you're, you're explaining things to the tribe. So maybe if you, you tell the story of Kelsey Cook, Hey, one time this girl put a thing in her meow and it was really bad. And then they go, oh, shit, I better not put that in my cooch. You know what I'm saying? It worked for me. I don't know. It was a little a little too early for me to be hearing that stuff and it traumatized me, but I'll never forget it. And I'll never put stuff in my butt. If it's a doubt, it's a don't. If it's a doubt, it's a don't. If it's a doubt, it's a don't. <laughs> sage wisdom and i think i'm going to close on that because what how are we going to get any better than putting things in your rectum and putting manicuring tools in your meows sorry guys this episode uh, not as informative as i had hoped for you but you know what it's one of those days we had too much fun on no, other topics I, I think it was good you know the main thing like we started at the top with how important self-care is i think we're <laughs> i think we're teaching i think we're still doing a good community service with this episode okay Christina. don't don't downplay it as, as long well let's let's live um 
Let me see if I got, I don't know. No, let's leave on this. This is too good. This is too fun. Next time I'm going to do mom fails. I'm going to do mom hacks. More uh, what would CP do? Um, yeah, we'll get into it next time. I, I, I got to go. I've got so much. I got so many post-it notes. I got so many <laughs> things to do. <laughs> I'm thinking lilies. Ah, 8.15, 8.20, not 8.30. I'm too busy. <laughs> That's Charles. If you don't know who Charles is, Google Charles from Match <laughs> on YouTube. It's amazing. Oh, and by the way, Nakia texted me. You know this horse shit about the broom challenge? You the seen broom this? Challenge. Oh, look who's not up on memes, okay? Yeah, I mean, look, Christina. Google I, the broom I, I, I don't challenge. Think we, I don't think we, we're going to be surprised that you're ahead of the curve on a lot of things. I think you mean ahead of the curb, okay? Ahead of grammar the curb. check. Just kidding. It's not Wait, real. what? It's just stupid. I, I like to correct people's grammar improperly. Wait, but hold, no, isn't it ahead of the curve? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. I just like correcting people's grammar. With wrong stuff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blessing in the skies. It's a blessing in the skies. Um, okay, so Google it. Challenge. It's called the broom challenge. And everyone's doing this stupid thing on Instagram where they, they like step on the broom or they try to dance. Paula Abdul's doing it right now. She did a good one, actually. Look at, um, there she is. There's Paula Abdul doing the broom challenge. Now, this is going to be the next big thing, guys. Mark my words. There she is. She's doing her broom challenge. Now, this is Paula Abdul doing it, mind you, and she's kind of the queen of it. She's dancing around her broom. Okay. Wait, so it's just making it stand up? Yeah. Okay. And first of all, everybody. Pretty rad. No. <laughs> Google break in turbo broom dance. And everybody knows if you're a child of the 80s, and thank you, Miss Nakia, for shit. There he is. Play this shit, and you're going to see some shit, all right? Everybody knows who grew up in the 80s, there's a little movie called A Break-In and then Break-In 2 Electric Boogaloo. Oh, this is the best scene in the whole movie, man. And Turbo, there he is. He's oh, bored. shit, I remember this. Ain't no stopping us. No stopping. Right, this is the one no where one it's does like... It better. They, no, look. they teach like a white girl how to dance, right? It, yeah, Special K. <laughs> and I always resented that because it was so dumb. Like, why do they always have to make white people cool? Here he is. And look at this guy dancing with the broom. I mean, this is some real talent. Look at him. He's a professional breakdancer. Oh. All these people were. In Paula this didn't do any of this. She didn't do any of this. <laughs> Shout out to Turbo. Break in. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. This is this. This movie was so amazing because they, they cast actual breakdancers. It was so cool. I got to go. I'm so excited that Nakia shared this with me. This is Nakia's episode. And this is this is Nadav's episode. Shout out to all my peeps. All right. I love you, and I'm going to go. And um, until next time, stay cool, moms. Peace out. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at?